Welcome to Wellbeing. Thank you for joining us. I'm Susie Tapley, founder of MAST, the Center for Wellbeing on Nantucket and beyond. This is where we have curious, compassionate conversations about what makes each of us well. Today, I'm delighted to be joined by my good friend, Joanna Roche. She is currently the executive director of the Mariah Mitchell Association. She has extensive nonprofit and business world experience and has a deep, deep-seated experience inside of the well-being space, both at Canyon Ranch, at the Westmore Club, on island, off island. She is just incredibly knowledgeable in all things. She has two incredible boys. So she is a real example to me of what it means to be an engaged, connected mother and human. And she's a deep-seated community member inside of Nantucket. So Joanna, I appreciate you and all that you bring to the table. Thank you for joining me this morning. Mm, Wow, thank you. Yeah, (laughs) you are. I mean, you are just, you, you have so, you wear so many hats and you do it. I know that it takes a great deal of intention, but you do it in such an, it appears to be effortless. And I'm guessing a lot of that is because you're doing what you love. Yeah. You know, I was thinking about this recently and I thought like, this might sound more grand than it really is, but I feel like every day I do a little bit of something to help the world, right? Help change the world. And even if it's just, taking a walk with my kid and hearing him and listening to him and what he has to say, or, you know, doing more, I don't want to say important or meaningful, but maybe more significant work in whether it's science or, you know, coastal resiliency or sort of volunteer work on Nantucket, Mm. right. Along with, you know, the running of an organization that's, that's big and exciting Mm -hmm. and has, has a footprint on Nantucket and a legacy to uphold. I mean, I really do feel like it is my very distinct honor and privilege to do the work that I do. Mm. Um, And yes, I'm also very connected to the world of wellness and well-being and have, you know, over the past 30 something years really seen that space change Mm. and uh, have seen the way people engage in that space change significantly. I mean, what you just really said was that you have created for yourself this life of deep meaning and purpose. Yeah, I and, feel like that. Yeah, it's in, and it's felt being around you. I mean, yeah. there we could go in so many different directions. I mean, sitting in your leadership role with Mariah Mitchell and, and with that organization and the great vision that you have for the organization, I think also encompasses your experience of well-being because you're now not only responsible for the vision of an organization and the health of that, but you know so deeply that if you don't also create space for the well-being of the people involved in the organization, then the organization feels that. So if we start there, you know, as a leader in, in running a business and a business that has a lot of passion around it, it's not transactional, right? It's really, really purpose-driven. How do you do that? How do you bridge that between holding the values and the mission of the business and also being so mindful? Because I, I hear you talk about all of the people who you work with, not by name, but in, by like essence. And you're saying, you know, my team, my team. And you're, you're, it's very apparent that you're always thinking about them. So how do you bridge those two? It's a great question. I, I think that 
you know, I think that the legacy of Mariah Mitchell is so important to Nantucket, mm-hmm. and she was such a change maker on the island. I mean, being, you know, first and foremost, an educator, mm-hmm. right? Second, Secondly, someone who was deeply connected to nature. Mm-hmm. And third, uh, you know, a female leader at a time in the history of our culture where women were essentially considered property and women didn't work. And women had no rights. Mm -hmm. And so she was someone who was supported very much by her family and specifically her father to, one, become the educator, to become the librarian at Mm -hmm. the Athenaeum, to become as educated as she possibly could, to study math and to succeed in a place and time where women didn't have those opportunities except on Nantucket. And so I think that when you kind of feel and lean deeply into that and, you know, the team certainly at the Mariah Mitchell organization are people who feel that resonance, that resonate with them, right? That this is a special thing that we get to steward forward and Mm -hmm. connect people to. And then I think the second part of that is, you know, the connection to nature, which Mm -hmm. is something that I feel is so incredibly important for people and life in general to to, I think it contributes so significantly to happiness and sense of worth and sense of connection mm-hmm. because nature is a perfect system within mm-hmm. itself. And when you can kind of tap into that and lean into that, then you can find, you know, what it is that you need, whether yes. it's the quiet moment on the beach or walking your dog or looking at the sunset, that there's something to be taken and appreciated from that. So I think that the the two the two pieces, you know, having this sort of practice of connecting to nature and this belief in this legacy of this woman who was a change maker in the world and being on this island is just this sort of really powerful catalyst of how you can set an example for I think others to be able to find deeper meaning in their lives or look beyond what they do every day and to find some piece or some way for themselves to help, right? Mm. You know, help, help to change the world because that's really, you know, kind of what we need to be contributing to, I think. Um, And that's not trying to push that value on others, but I think that when you feel appreciated or respected or connected to the community that you're helping, Mm -hmm your well-being increases. Yes. Yes. A hundred percent. I agree with you. And I think, you know, I've I've heard you speak about um, Mariah Mitchell before. And when you speak about her, you can feel that you've embodied a lot of what she stood for and that you believe deeply in what she stood for. And you can feel your reverence for the seed she ignited, right? And I and I think what you just said is you said, you know, those opportunities, when they didn't exist anywhere else for women, they existed on Nantucket. And I see that daily in so many opportunities, just, just with my, just in a very simple but profound way with my children, the opportunities that they have growing up on Nantucket would not exist elsewhere. They don't exist elsewhere. Um, and so we have a really, really unique, special community here, um, that people, it's really hard to put into words. And I think the way you just described Mariah Mitchell and the significance that she has inside of this community, 
And that what always strikes me about that level of storytelling is she was one woman. She was one woman who has, who we are sitting here still talking about, right? Who's so inspiring. Like she just inspired possibility. And yeah. so um, I do, I think, I, I think how you just, everything that you just said about like the mission of an organization and what we're here to do, it just, it sounds like you have a team that really embodies a lot of what her passion was and feels a real reverence to carry that forward, which is incredible. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Um, and I think that it really does translate into, you know, belief in yourself, mm. right? Belief in the possibilities, belief in coming together as a community or a team in whatever, whatever walk of life, whatever path you're on, you have that ability to connect with other people and become, you know, the sum is greater than the parts, mm -hmm. right? And, you know, the rising tide lifts all ships. I, those those things are really true. Mm -hmm. And when you do, I think, feel like a deep belief or a deep connection, then, you know, you put that energy out there in the world and generally things rise to meet it. Yes. Right. And that that doesn't make things perfect or, you know, people's lives perfect or certainly my life perfect. I've had, you know, many, many struggles along the way and, mm -hmm. you know, work is hard, life is hard, being a mother is hard. Mm -hmm. But I think when you are able to connect to that bigger picture, you can find and tap into the strength that helps you make the difference in the world. Mm. So let's talk about that for a second, because you're right. Like, um, life is hard. And yeah. being a mother is hard. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it is, it is some stuff, you know? And, um, and, being a human is hard. And so what does your, you have, you have such, um, you have such a deep established commitment to your own well-being in whatever expression that takes. And you've touched so many people in the well-being space. What I want to talk about your specific offering of sound because it's so unique. But before we get there, I would love to hear in this moment as a mother of growing sons, growing into adulthood, um, and all of the expansiveness that that brings, right? And as a leader of this incredible organization, and you can feel the sense of responsibility you have to that, and as a community member, and the way that you are so steeped inside of so much of this community, and how you have given back, and you continue to be of service inside the community, and as just a woman, and as a human. What are your practices right now, my friend, to keep yourself <laughs> grounded and rooted? What is oh, your well-being, your state of well-being in this moment? Well you know, I think that changes on a day-to-day -day basis. That's good <laughs> to hear. I, I, yeah, I think that, you know, the one constant is definitely nature, trying to get outside. Mm -hmm. I definitely practice meditation and yoga, and I run as often as I can, but I try to keep healthy because I think that's important. But I also think it, I think of it as tending to the, you know, sort of garden in your mind, mm. right? And when you, you, you need to water the flowers more than you water the weeds. And it, that's hard. And yes. I, you know, it's not, it's not something that you arrive at and you do well. It's something you try to do well every day. Tell me, right? talk and to me about that. Cause this is so important. And I love what you just said. I, I mean, I'm not 
like this is not something I see myself as successful at. It's something I see myself as practicing. Mm. And what day. does it look like for you to, to, to flower, to water the flowers? Well, sometimes it's just being aware that I, on a particular day that I have picked up some energy that's not good for me, mm. right? Or that I've fallen into a bad habit or mm-hmm. a habit of reacting to something that I don't want to react to. So it's just really is cultivating self-awareness. Mm. And I know that that sounds so, that that is like so overused of a phrase. Well, let's, let's break others. it down a little because you're right. People will be like, but because you, because I agree with you, we can't, we can't change anything we're not aware of. And so what does it look like for you to, well, to you walk through your day and be aware? Yeah, I mean, I think that also the other thing is once you know something, you can't unknow it. You can't so unknow these, it, yeah. These little, these little things happen in small increments, right? And and lately, I, I'll just share one thing about something that I've been thinking about lately is I've been, and this has to do with my kids, I've been thinking about, I want them to know me, mm. right? Like, I, I want them to know me as a human, not just as their mother, and I want them to see me with all of my struggles and flaws. That's beautiful. And to be able to say to them, well, this is a place in my life where I messed up and didn't make the best decisions, Mm -hmm. but I want them to understand why that happened. Mm -hmm. And it's partially because I've read like a couple of books lately that really, you know, sort of ignited that sense of how well do I know my own parents and Mm -hmm. how well do I know their struggle? Mm -hmm. And what what kind of appreciation do I have for that and the impact it had on my own life? Mm -hmm. So those are sorts of the ways in which you can explore self-awareness in in just a small way, Mm -hmm. right? And then it has, you know, just like a sound wave, it ripples out. Mm -hmm. So when you start to adjust the way that you interact with the world based on just that one filter of, I want my children to know me, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Everything changes. Everything changes. And reorganizes around that thought. Yes. Yes. So I love what you're saying because I ask this question a lot and, a, and, a, and we all know so many of the answers that will come. Well, I wake up and, I, and all of these things are great things and I've done all these things and so have you, right? And I move and I do this and I do that. But at the heart of it is what are we thinking all day? And that comes to this cultivation of your garden. Mm-hmm. Right? Because mm-hmm. just like, a, you know, just like a real garden, if you don't take care of it, it dies. Yes. And so if you can, I'm trying to teach the kids this too, right? Like if you don't like really look at the quality of your thoughts and really try to make those thoughts kind to yourself as much as you can, then some of the rest of this stuff it really becomes very meaningless. Yes, Joanna, thank you for that. It's so true. And so, Okay, so for the person who's who's listening and who's saying, great, well, this sounds a little like optimistic, like I have real life happening. What do, how do I do? What, where, where would you guide them to start? Break down that real life experience, right? Break, break it down further than, I, I mean, like we could go as simple as I, it didn't happen today, but it happens plenty of mornings. I yelled at my kid before school. Mm-hmm. Right. Is that is that what you is that what you want to be in the world? Mm-hmm. Now, it's not going to never happen. Mm-hmm. But and and certainly, you know, my kids would definitely say I'm a yeller, but I really work at 
trying to roll that back. So it might look like, okay, I observed myself doing that this morning. I know I don't like it. How do I fix it? So at the end of the day, when I see my kid, I say, hey, you know what? I didn't mean to snap at you this morning. We were just in a rush and, you know, I've got a lot on my mind and I should have taken a moment to, to make it that I didn't yell. Which is incredible because in the repair is all the juice, right? And in that repair, you're giving them an insight into who you are and you're giving them. Yes. Yeah. And I'm allowing, them, I'm allowing them to know me. Yes. You're allowing them to know you. Exactly. And, you know, I think one question I ask myself too, is I think, is I ask myself, what if this all works out? What if it all works out? You know, we get so myopic in the moment, right? And it's just like, but what if it all works out? And I think that when we shift our mindset, we can shift all the other things. Then we shift how we feel about movement. Then we shift how we feel about breath work or meditation. But it's very hard to take, it's, it's, I agree with you deeply, that it's very hard to take a practice like that, a physical or that type of practice, and think that all of the change comes from that. Meditation is a little different. I think sound is, and it can happen, but it, but we all know people who have who ha, who are practicing things. But if you can't change the thoughts in your mind, you've 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 hit a real roadblock. At some point, you have to change the thoughts in your mind. And so, the thing I love about sound is that it's so accessible to everyone. It has such a so can you talk to us a little bit about how using sound can be a complement to changing your thoughts and your particular well, sound? Cause I have never had anybody put a sound bowl on me, which is so fascinating. Cause I've told you this. I, I I've done it with my kids since they were babies and I never thought to do it to myself. Well, I think that the, the, the place where the sound can happen is it's a trigger that to your, to your brain to whether you, it's not something that you can, you're controlling, right? But it's a trigger that says, okay, stop, right? So it's just a way to slow. Mm. And once you slow and can drop into that, then that's where the good stuff starts to happen. Mm-hmm. And to your point, it is highly accessible, more accessible than meditation, because mm-hmm. essentially the sound waves trick your brain from alpha to theta. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, that is very powerful. And you don't even have to know that it's happening. You don't have right? to do anything. No, I tell people all the time, I probably use a word that I can't use on the radio, but you cannot mess this up, right? <laughs> you cannot mess it up. You can't, it's not, not going to happen to you. It is, it's going to happen. All you have to do is lay there. And when you come back again and again and again and again, each experience becomes like a way for you to access yourself. Mm-hmm. And that is the beginning of all change. Mm-hmm. Yes, that is the beginning of all change, my friend. And I think that... It's a beautiful way to, you know, we're just getting to the juice of this. We could talk for days. Um, but at, at the essence, I just, I appreciate you so deeply because you are a vibrant, multidimensional human being who is unapologetic about your humanness and really passionate about your being in the world. And you're a beautiful example to all of us that every everything matters. And... Um, I'm so grateful for your gift of sound and for what you share at MAST because you're right, it touches people and you keep coming back and it opens the door for us to get closer to ourselves, which is how we really live the life we're meant to live. I agree. And I, I'm grateful <laughs> well for your role in that. Thank you. This was a beautiful 
conversation. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Well-Being, The Well Within You. I hope you join us next week as we continue to discuss all that makes us well. Be well, friends.